0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, on YouTube, don't be mistaken, we are not at some sort of summer soiree, they are Mark Redding's legs in front of you, he is in shorts, it is the shelter's summer of sour, not Mark Redding's, but we are both here for the shelter footy cast, g'day skate. how are you mate? Hello
0: Skeet, yes these legs, uh, actually they're good <laughs> female legs apart from all the hair on them, and, and, although I've got a few hours after a knee reconstruction, but no they're not great pins, I'm not proud of them. <laughs> But uh, sometimes you just gotta be who you are when you get past the age of fifty scary
1: and you'll get there one day. Oh, don't worry, I'll get there, mate. You're looking good, mate. Don't <laughs> don't take it too too heart too much. Um you can follow us on socials if you want any of our links. They are at shelter footycast over on Instagram, Skater, get your daughters to follow us, please. Yep. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au AU. If you want to send us an email. Um uh, you can find us on YouTube as a podcast. You know what the deal is. Shelter's Summer of Sour. Now we've had a bit of a request come in from one of our listeners, Skeeter. We've been going on about this for a little bit. We're challenging the way people drink their beer, maybe swap to a sour. We're still yet to get a review from you, Skeeter. It'll happen this week. I ta- I promise you. that. That is my commitment to you, uh, the team at Shelter and our listeners. There's some requests coming in from listeners and it's to do with this. So I've been talking about the Victor lawnmower that's up for grabs and we are doing a, a bit of a live show at Shelter and in about a month's time. Can't wait. Um, be close to the public because we are, again, we are... We are frightened of the the overwhelming influx of people that may come. If True we know enough. that Mark Reddings in board shorts will be doing a podcast at <laughs> Shelter, but this may actually tip the scales. We've had a request: could we get Mark Reddings mowing the lawn out the front of Shelter with the victim mower when the boys are down doing the podcast? Can we arrange that? You don't have to do. Have you? No, you're, you're so, seeing so, the lawn patch. It's quite a big lawn patch. As
0: long as someone can actually start it for me because I've not that great I've got a lawnmower who does, my, does it, my, my gardening so I don't tend to head in that direction I think maybe that's why the request has been put out there scared, to see what you can do because it's uh, a big patch down there oh no nah. this is going to be a massive stitch up I'm going to look like a tool but that's I guess my role in
1: these uh, these promotions <laughs> okay um, uh, just a reminder we are going on to a new feed here at Shelter Footycast so on Monday keep your eyes out there will be a Shelter Footycast feed on Spotify on Apple whatever you listening to your podcast. We're going to be uh, making it nice and easy for you though. So don't worry, you don't have to do too much. Just keep your eyes out. I'll remind you again Monday, you can still listen to it where you're listening right now. We're going to have a bit of a Switch over period, Skate. I know this is going straight over your head. No idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But uh, you can find us exactly where you find us right now, and we're going to give you some directions on Monday. Just another little reminder. You are here on the Shelter Footycast, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings. Now, a couple of big moments that we haven't been able to discuss, and the biggest, of course, is in the footy realm, which we love to talk about things we know. Nat Five no longer the captain of Freo. Now,
0: take us back a week. If someone said to you that uh, Luke Shuey to be captain and Nat Five to be captain in twenty twenty three, I- I'm tipping you and I. I certainly myself. I thought, yep, that sounds about right. Five to go around one more time, uh, one more year. That would not be surprised. In fact, surely you, well, you certainly didn't suggest that he was stepping down.
1: No, no, I don't. I think I've been influenced. So uh, fortunately, on six PR, I got to chat to Fivey on uh, Fivey. I'm not sure why I'm calling Fivey. Um, Nat <laughs> <Matt> Five. <Fyfe. laughs> On the night that he retired, so yeah, Adam it. and I, it was such a great chat. Like he was, he was so open, so honest, which you can't really say he hasn't been in the media. But I think, as captain, as that, um, you know, that uh, symbolic leader of the club, I think you've got to hold something back. And it was almost like, it, I just really felt um, it was the like I came away thinking, gee, that is the best thing he's done. I, without seeing what he's been able to do with his body and his fitness and the way he's playing, he just seemed like at ease, so at ease with the decision, he wasn't wasn't put on, um, I saw some stuff running around in the West saying that he'd been given the arse, like, I, I can, I'm a good reader of people, Skate, I'm not good at many things, but I, I like, I think I can read people, I can just hear in his voice, he was so relieved to, he'd talk about a bit of a burden being captain, and and the ability to be able to focus a forward. I, I just think he's right at ease with it. Maybe we couldn't have predicted it, but I think it's the right decision for him and the fo- football club. Yeah, I agree. And look, the question is, just on reflection, was he a good captain?
0: Was he a great captain? The, I guess the recurring theme, and this is probably very harsh on Nat, but the, the, the I guess the perception is, without knowing him all that well, is as a captain, was it more about, this is the, some of the critics saying, Brand Fife, as opposed to Captain Fife, was he more concerned about him, what he was doing, and obviously he's got business interests, etc. Was he invested enough, maybe early in his tenure as captain, in what others were doing at the club? I think he touched on that in your interview about not probably heading down that path, possibly because, and this might be a, a lesson or maybe a warning to what Fremantle does next with their captain. He was 25 or thereabouts, at age bracket where. His focus was if I can play my best footy and, and obviously be the best I can, then they'll come along for the ride. But captaincy is a, a broad ranging uh, role.
1: Yeah, it's there's a few topics there, right? So twenty five doesn't seem that young, but it's still young, and especially he'd won a Brownlow. Um, they were on the you know they were that was off the back of their finals run, and, they, and they, they were down the bottom of the ladder. So he comes in, he's the best player, and he thinks if I play well, we play well, and he felt like. Uh, Any time that the Freo Dockers were going to play well, he had to be the guy. And so, not only does that to, to, to be able to do that, quite honestly, you have to be selfish, and that doesn't go hand in hand with being a good captain. Mm. Um, that doesn't. That's not saying that Fife's a selfish guy. I think he was a young player. Um, he was the best player in the side, and he was doing what he thought was right. And and sometimes you, you don't get it right the first time, and he, he very much admitted that. That um, learn a lot of lessons along the way. He spoke about some of the younger guys he's helped develop. A lot of the young guys move into his house when they come to the footy club. Like just just my experience at West Coast, those sorts of players, where you know a new kid comes over to Victoria and they go, yeah, yeah, can come stay with me. They're leaders, like they're they're proper leaders.
0: Because that that's not an easy thing to do to nah. to invite someone into your house, or be a teammate to be. But it disrupts your life. It, it, yep. Whatever
1: you say, it disrupts your life. So he went through lists. So he had Alex Pierce, he had Brayshaw, he had Sarong, he had like all, all the young guys come and live with Fifey for a bit. So um, Luke Shuey is a guy that does that at West Coast. And just, just hearing him speak again, I, I came away incredibly uh, impressed, full of respect. And I think Nat Five stepping down... Um, to put the Fremantle football club in a better position to win a premiership says all that needs to be said about his leadership. I mean I mean if he's a selfish leader, if it's all about Fife, he would say, I'm going again. Yeah. Which he hasn't. No, but I think he, he admits early on he didn't get it right, as you've just
0: touched on. Um, I think we I think he's marked quite harshly in this maybe not just this state, but just as as a knock about He's not he's not one of those guys you think you go and have a beer with and he's he keeps to himself a little bit yeah. to to my knowledge. I don't know him that well but um his footy record speaks for itself. I think you're right. What what he's done here to to bring through the next skipper at a very important time for the club because they it's not like they're floundering. They are yep. almost in the window. And the the selfish part of any captain would say, "Jesus, we're a chance this year." And yep. imagine standing on a podium, you know, giving us our best chance and being a captain of a premiership team which it's now actually a realistic thought.
1: Well, he spoke about the dream he had to be Fremantle's first Premiership captain, and that won't happen no. anymore. But the ability to take yourself away from that dream and say, right, the best thing is to be a forward and not a midfielder, be a senior player and not a captain, that, that's going to be... That's, he's going to be more important to Freo in those roles than he would have been as captain, in my opinion. They, they, they have leaders... They have guys that need you know can step up, um, and it probably pushes us into the next conversation who's the next captain uh, the, the The quote that I took out of Fife um, we, we asked him directly, he didn't want to speak about it he didn't want to put any pressure on anyone. but he did say um, it's a it's a short list, um, he said basically those words' It's a short list, but a good list, so I would think that means Pierce sarong Brayshaw. yeah, I there, think that's your, else.
0: that's your trifecta yeah uh, and you've got a a clear distinction between. One and the other two in terms of age, experience in Alex Pearce and and what he brings to the table. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got Brayshaw, running Doig medalist, 23 years of age to my knowledge, Uh, 100 games under his belt, looks tailor-made to go. Next to him, Caleb Sorong. I think Caleb might turn 22 today. Even I'll get uh, Dan to have a check on that. But I've done a couple of functions with him. Mm. Speaks incredibly well. The only knock is he just—he's played fifty odd games. Is he just a shy couple of couple of seasons shy of being the captain? Whereas Brayshaw looks like almost in the sweet spot. And bear, bear in mind, I know it's—he was one of the great captains of all time. But uh, John Worsfold appointed captain at the age of twenty-two back yes. in the early 90s. Off
1: the back of a best and So
0: Caleb Sarong, 22 today, 9th of Feb.
1: Happy birthday, Caleb. There you go. Got it oh, right. Shit.
0: A really nice kid. Lovely. Um, speaks well. Definite leadership. If Put it this way. If you ask the question, I think Bray Shaw goes in with Sarong and
1: Pierce as his deputies. I think um, Pierce goes in. Um uh, purely because I, that's what I'd like to see. I don't know. I don't know them as leaders. I don't really know them that well as blokes. I probably know Alex Pierce the best out of the three of them, and from my dealings, comes across as a great la- leader. But in, unless you're in the four walls, you can't actually speak to their leadership because a lot of that leadership True. is on field. A lot of that leadership is behind the four walls. You just won't ever see it. So, uh, as much as a couple of battlers like you and I can, we're going on aesthetics, aren't we? Correct. We're, correct. And but so so if we go on aesthetics in that nature i I just think a player like brayshaw has just been mvp of the league um best and fairest winner i think you've got to let him play again but hang on i I don't 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 think putting him as captain i I don't right at this moment i don't think that's the best thing for and i don't and that's not saying he won't be captain i think alex pierce as an interim one would be a better choice is there any concern, or be it he's put some footage together over the last year or so about Alex's
0: continuity being out there, which has been an issue? Yeah,
1: yeah, it could be. Uh, I mean, in in the end, he played a lot of games last year, Alex Pierce, mm. and and I mean, there's times where you're going to turn it around, aren't you? So I, I don't know. Um, I, I I just list profile. Um, I think the Dockers would be scared of putting in a young kid like a Brayshaw or a Sarong and it affecting their footy because those two players will take them to the next premiership. So if you make the wrong call, if, if it's the wrong call, you could put that in jeopardy. Well, I, I'd take a different
0: stance going a bit like the John Warsfold. If you can back the character of the person, their ability to... You're right, there's a question mark. Can they maintain their form on match? Style? I think for Fremantle, a young list, take them through with a, a young captain who, who can handle what comes his way. I think, and being a bit cynical about Brayshaw and Sarong being from the East Coast, yeah, that other element of we want you here for 10 years and that's why I think, I just think Brayshaw is, again, we're speaking from outside the bubble, he's ready. I think it'd be great to have Alex Pierce in support in a leadership role but I, you're going Pierce, I'm going Brayshaw with... Um, a bit of confidence. I think Brayshaw could do a really good job. I think he speaks well. I think he'll he'd tick every box. And I think it's a almost a statement from Fremantle. This is, this is the path we're going on. And, and this young bloke, Pierce, as good as he is, this is our new generation.
1: Like it, Skate, good job, good chat. Um, on the other side of the ditch, sort of, West Coast, Josh Kennedy becomes an AFL life member, so um, we'll go through a bit detail, a bit more detail, some of the other people uh, anointed around him, but um, it just puts another feather in the cap of, uh, I think I've said he's the greatest eagle of all time. I know you've argued the argued point, but and I could definitely hear an argument, but yeah. No,
0: no, I think we've discussed, yeah, who's the best eagle that you've seen or played with, and yeah. you're going with JK. Yeah. Um, yeah, there got
1: yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a, there's he's a, right up there with worst fall uh, with Jackovic, all those yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know what you get for AFL life membership. I think free entry to f- matches. I'm guessing. Yeah, you get that for two hundred the two hundred club. Okay, so so three hundred isn't it for yeah, JK? So, so automatic entry is three hundred games.
0: And bear in mind, let's just quit. I mean, there's, there's, I four tickets. there's a bunch of, of recipients, but uh, Bruce McEvaney, who yes. has done such a great job. I'm talking media landscape here, and, and Eddie Maguire, who. Has been outstanding for Collingwood, but has also had a, a terrific career. So congratulations to two guys. In fact, my dad uh, worked in the Channel Ten newsroom back in the early '80s with with Eddie and Bruce. So wow,
1: um, some some nice synergy there. And two guys, as as a media person, I, I deeply respect. Yeah, that's unreal. That's um great additions. I, I think I'll have some more words on them a little bit later in the show. Indian Test starts today. Can't wait. Oh, I know you're not a test No, I'm, about, I'm up and about. Oh, about okay,
0: you I am, no, go okay. Go Australia. Well, it's a big, I mean, it is a big the, series. Steve Smith has said, this is almost for us bigger than winning the Ashes. I'm going, hang, hold the horse.
1: What is going on with the pitch? What is going <laughs> on, mate? <laughs> They've got the cement rollers out there and they're pulling up half a length short on yeah. one side of the pitch. They've got both. It's, it's almost on
0: diagonally. So the left-handers of Australia, of which we have many. We have six are, of the top eight are left-handers. Are going to be inconvenienced by... Uh, a pitch, area of the pitch, which is already worn. So it's really fascinating to see. We're calling it pitch doctoring. The Indians, of course, are are denying it. And somewhere in, in between is the middle. But we've got to be a bit careful because we threw up a pitch at the Gabba Going back to the start of the South African series, where it was a green top. Bear in mind, South Africa's got a very good pace attack, but the the, the match there was decided basically by the toss of the coin.
1: Yeah, so that's different. I would have thought to leaving one side of the pitch unrolled. <laughs> I mean, everyone had to cop the green pitch of the Gabba. Yeah, that, it wasn't that is an true. inconsistent pitch. Oh, look, I think whereas it's a... the Indians have got the. <laughs> they got the metal scrubbers out on one side, and they're perfectly manicuring with a t- pair of scissors on the other side. Outrageous! They got it, they got two left-handers in their top eight. India and Australia have six. Yeah, I, I think it's outrageous, but I also, mate. I, I half like it, to be honest. Good, like, good on them. Like, Add some spice to the, oh, the series. Correct. And you know what?
0: What it does is the toss of the coin becomes so critical, which brings me to a, a point that I has been knocked by many and people say don't mess with the traditions of cricket, but Ricky Pining had an idea he took to the ICC and it was using county cricket is that instead of Will Schofield, Mark is going out and tossing the coin at 11.30 this morning in Nagpur, I think both captains go out there at 11.30. This is Ricky's idea. And the touring captain... So the visiting captain gets to choose whether to bat or bowl. Every game. Well, this is this is to try and stop pitches being doctored. In terms So you think of it. If you're trying to um, influence a match, Australia wins a toss today. and It's 50-50, so they still might win the toss and bat. But if you take that out of India's hands, the toss, and we know that Australia's going to win the toss, uh, they're going to have a choice, you're not going to have such a raging turner because right. the team batting second is going to be up against it. So it's a theory. I know you're looking at it in the air. Well, like, I hadn't heard it before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so sorry, it, I'm, just, I'm just thinking Look, I'm not saying that is the answer. And end of the day, it's just the vagaries of playing in the subcontinent. But Ricky Ponning, who I respect immensely with these types of ideas, just trying to neutralise...
1: Different nations just tailoring pitches to their batters or bowlers. I feel like again, this is the first time I've heard that, but I feel like the traditionalists would have your head on oh, stake for that. They, like, that that throttle me, but it did make Roll your th-
0: rolling, and shut your mouth. <laughs> Hang on, there's a difference here, Dashing Dan. Is that I actually follow cricket. Dashing Dan. I, I actually do follow cricket pretty closely. It's going he's oh, not, that he, no, A bit like
1: me. We're we'll talking UFC. We will. Oh, <laughs> but that's, that's, will you be able to see it from your box, the UFC? I mean, seriously. Depends
0: on how much champagne I've got going oh my down my, my throat. <laughs> um, no, Anyway, I think it went to the ICC. It was trialled in county cricket. Didn't get off the ground. But anyway, it's a talking point, which we managed to, to roll through. And anything to... Yeah. To try and neutralise what is blatant—not saying cheating—blatant doctoring. doctoring of pitches
1: is uh, is worth exploring. Will Scoville, Mark Rating, Shelter FootyCast. Um, let's we've we've done Freeman, or we've had a look at what they're doing with the captaincy. I, I don't think there's anyone else uh, to throw in there. Um, uh, I, I do take your point though on the r- raising, like the rising generation, like that young generation mm. coming through. I can see a young captain working with that. I hadn't really heard that argument before. So if we just touch on that, I think that's a good point by you, Skate. Thank you. No, it's, it's a genuine feel that they're a young club. They've got
0: a young coach. I don't know. I just – not that Alex Pierce, 27. He's hardly out the door at the age of, you know, you know 33, 34. He's got some yes. – hopefully five years of footy left in him. But I don't know. I don't know from a marketing point of view – uh, it's just got, it's got a lot of lot of ticks, a lot of boxes. Having a Brayshaw, for instance,
1: the West Coast Eagles. Uh, big news down there: the Stevie Simpson Cup. Yeah. Now, this was brought into this was brought into a realm when I was at the Footy Club, and basically, it was we talk about doctoring you know, the Indian pitch uh, in Nagpur. Well, down at City Beach, there, Simo used to doctor these races How? so his dog could win. Uh, he's Look, the only reason that he made it was so Stevie, his his eldest dog, could win. He had a fast dog. He said, oh, let's do some team building. Let's have a dog race. Bring all your dogs down. Did, did the players know that at the time that he had a quick, uh, quick uh, I, cane on? I might be. I may, correct. That's what I mean. I, I mean, I'm, I might be doctoring it a little bit, the story. <laughs> but uh, it's the Stevie Simpsons Cup. So Simo's dog's name was Stevie. It won the first three or something. And Simo just comes out and blitz everybody. He'd be training. He, I swear, he'd be, he'd be training us during the day and training his dog during the night to win this cup. So it's a pretty good initiative, though. And, and it's now grown fair legs. Um, it's grown more legs in the
0: media than it should have, actually. Let's yeah, be honest. But
1: they're, they're doing some stuff with charities now, yeah, sending park, home, but it shows um, uh, Feb 9 or whatever the last week, early Feb, there's still not a lot happening in footy No, nah, it's quiet. And that's where, you know, they had cameras
0: down there, so they wait there, Something Juno told me this week, they wait there for an hour, an hour and a quarter. <laughs> Have and you ever been down and covered it? No, no luckily I've sort Thank of God. not had that uh, honour, but <laughs> the dog race happens and of course you wait for so long. And the lure is to go and speak to to Simo or a player for three minutes afterwards to to be told what's happening. Uh, So
1: so the reason I did bring it up, though, because I don't want to bang on about the dog race too much, Uh, the winner this year, Barney was the winner. Yeah, Cal Jamison. Cal Jamison's dog. So um, last week I spoke about my time down at West Coast and and watched them train for a bit. And Cal Jamison was the standout for mine. He was... um, the guy that just caught my eyes, the eye test, he looked bigger, he looked stronger, he took a great mark, coming back with a flight, played as a forward a lot. It looks like they're locking him there in there, and I, I just sort of, I just keep seeing his name pop up in different, you know, training. I, I think there there could be real chance. You know, he, he's having a, a really good second 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 ruck, They're going to play a second rock. So, so
0: round one, you expect him to play.
1: Well, I, I'm not going to go out and say that just yet, but he's certainly in the mix. Like, so you got
0: him. You got Noah Long playing round one.
1: Yeah, I do. That's that's a lock. Okay. Jim B will play round one. Yes. Hewitt will play round one. Hewitt as well. I reckon. So, so Hewitt, Hewitt out of those three would be third in line between those three, and then I think uh, Bailey Williams and Cal Jamison are fighting for the backup ruck spot, and and they will have to take one in. Nick Nick mm. won't be able to play. they they're not going to play Oscar Allen as the backup ruck. Jack Darling doesn't play ruck. They, they have to have that third tall. Jake Waterman, if he plays, he doesn't play ruck. It's not your answer. So, so you look at the West Coast makeup. They have to have a backup ruckman in there, and it's between Bailey Williams and Kel Jamison. Now, I, I really rate Bailey Williams. Um, I rate his potential. What is he? Sorry, athleticism. This is no knock on him. What is Bailey Williams? Uh, uh, forward. He should be. He should be. He should be a center half forward. Okay. Big center half forward, crashing packs. Um, that that high link guy, and then use his speed to get back out out the back. Can I say, you know, I, I haven't seen him play enough footy to. But is, is there a bit of Ash Hanson about?
0: Are you talking about that sort, not so much. Ash wasn't a crash pack player. Got red,
1: they've got They both have got red hair.
0: But they've, <laughs> I'm talking about the lead up sort of. Is he that that sort of that well, engine?
1: So I mean, the, the reason I sort of cringe a bit is like Ash Hansen was almost the best I ever played on at really. Um, not 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 as a forward, but at, at the craft of hitting up. Yeah, he just have, used to have. He was never the most agile. His nickname was Sheep's Knees. He used to have these knobbly knees running around. It ended up ending his in his career, unfortunately. Yeah. He's become a great coach. But he used to just do these little movements. Um, Josh Kennedy did the same where just in and out, in and out, and you'd just always be looking at him, bang, at the foot. You'd have like you'd have four steps on you. And whereas Bailey doesn't have that. But what Bailey has is like elite speed. He's quick for he's a massive guy. He's He's huge, and he he can jump, he can mark, he can run. He has all the attributes. He's just he's just still trying to figure it out. He's still a young guy. That's
0: I reckon. That's to me to there figure it out. Yeah, and we're trying. I'm trying to. You you have explained it pretty well, but I'm still trying. I think fans are trying to figure out where he fits into the, the. He just
1: he just not he's just not a Josh Kennedy that comes onto the scene as a 20 year old and and starts kicking goals. He's just not that guy, and I hope West Coast continue to show confidence in him because players like that need confidence. They need to go, you know what, we're going to play you and we're going to put you in this position and, and you're going to get a chance. We're not going to drop you after one week or two weeks. We're going to give you a crack, which that doesn't happen at AFL level, mind you, but that would be great to see. But I, I do think um, Cal Jamison is more than a Smokey to be playing round one. I, I think it's, it's between those two as to who's that backup ruck.
0: Going back to your original point, the Stevie Simpson Cup, did you have a dog to compete in those races? <laughs> well, I've
1: got two. You might have heard one They're up, very up. quiet. Oh, you might have heard one just before. Um, we lock them in the bedrooms usually because they sleep on our bed. Great dogs, lovely with the what, One's What breed? One's a dog expert. Well, well I just want to know because it sums up the, the personality of a male, oh, I reckon. Okay, well, I have two. I have one who is a Lahassa Apso Terrier and uh, she, is, she looks quite similar to a um like a like a like a rat <laughs> like, like like a rat that's crawled out of the tip somewhere she's a beautiful dog yeah, yeah she's not she's just not you know, very manly though no and then i have a french mastiff Staffy, and he's you wouldn't want to walk up in black in my backyard put it that way oh, okay. like, like genuinely people who come out of the studio here they, I, they have to ask me to go and shut the door to not like you i'm not even joking so they're very uh mismatched um and I can't... Remember. Oh yeah, so so they're not great with other dogs either. They're not so. Oh, this is great. So, great family pets, by the way. So r- 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 they are. <laughs> Man, they sleep in the kids' bed. But Ruby, uh, the little one, uh, we took. I took her down one time. Didn't want a bar of it. Absolutely not a bar. And I just so I used to go down there and help other dogs. Couldn't be bothered. It's a shit show. See, as I, if you wanted me to keep talking about Simo has no dog control, right? So Simo used to bring his dog down to training. Just let it off the leash. We'd be training. There'd be a dog running around the fucking park. I'm not joking. Just. Control your dog, Simmo. This is an ongoing joke. Okay, never no, puts it try- on the leash. It has no recall. Can't tell. It, it just runs around doing whatever it wants. I was just trying to work out as a bloke how it fits into your sort of well, characteristics. what fucking dog do you have, Mark? Mate,
0: I've got a manly dog. I've got a um, a, a little blonde Cavoodle. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her dearly. Seriously. She sleeps in the bed as well now, which we've always said we'd never do. But fair income. She just is so gorgeous. And you're mast- you a mastiff or a pit bull, whatever you've got. <laughs> that would maul my little girl because she just walks up What's to anyone it? and says hello. What's his name? What's uh, her. She's a Marley. Sorry. So I've got a lot of little females, yeah. I've got a female rabbit that died. So I'm just a bloke in an I- on an island punting and drinking on the weekend.
1: Oh, can we clip this up for us for some sort of promotional tool? I'm just a bloke on an island drinking and partying on the weekend, talking about the weekend yes. upcoming. A couple of previews here in Perth. The Wildcats today in the def- Bang! In the finals. Well, the, what is it? Play <laughs> in. Play Play I didn't know what that meant, but it's it's a,
0: let's say the pole season, yeah. the poll season, because right. it's not officially the playoffs, um, as I understand. it. That's ridiculous. They yeah. need to beat Southeast Melbourne today to advance to the next knockout. So it's so like an
1: elimination so final,
0: essentially one off. Yes. Um, Bryce Cotton coming off seven points against Sydney had a shocker. Missed out on the MVP. Xavier Cooks, of course, got across the line, but Mitch Creek who was another finalist. Is the uh, the danger man for Perth today? I've said all along, Perth can't win it. I still maintain that. But they could beat South East Melbourne. They were towed up 112 to 91, I think it was, less than a month ago. Uh, their defence is still something that worries me. Bryce
1: Cotton a- needs to have a huge game. Exactly.
0: Yeah, they, they've all got to rise a bit, including. Or Bryce will. I just, you just know he's not going to put yep. two shockers together. Wildcats can win, won't win the title. Uh, have they made a successful season? Well, after missing last year, yes. Hutchie. I think, the most relieved man in WA last weekend.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't have been. Um, what about the Perth Glory? They play top of the table Melbourne City yep. down at Macedonia Parks. If you're around, I'd head down to that. You see some good, good stuff I've
0: been, there. been to a match there. It's really good atmosphere. Four or 5,000. Melbourne City, good side. Really good side. Look, we. I think it's eight matches in a row yep. no unbeaten. Yep. Two all against Newcastle. We were up 2-1. Should have won it. Defensive laps late. So this team... and gotta be honest after a really poor start which was a bit beyond their control because of travel I think um, Coini our mate and, and Ruben, the coach have done a pretty good job a very good job in getting a side up and running Adam Taggett is the guy I think that
1: adds that bit of silk Will Schofield Mark Reddings Sheldon Footy Cast we're going to cover the AFL Life members and the Super Bowl after this So AFL Life membership, we spoke about Josh Kennedy off the top. um, There are some other guys that have been added and girls. Trent Cotchin from Richmond, Todd Goldstein, Paddy Ryder, Steel Sidebottom. uh, They've all been included. So um, there's automatic entry for 300 total AFL games. Now, that includes preseason games, I might add. So I've played 194 AFL games, but I'm in the 200 club because it includes... Uh, the ANSEP Cup, the NAB Cup, all that the stuff. The Wizard Cup, all yes, that stuff. Yes, that's yeah. it. So they've been um, added, as you mentioned, Bruce McEvaney, Eddie Maguire, Lisa Hardiman. Harding, yep. So she was involved in the AFLW. Uh, Pretty pioneer in the women's yeah, side, yep. Yeah, so um, I mean, I just wanted to quickly touch on some of these players. I mean, Trent Cochin still playing. Obviously. <laughs> is he in their best twenty two this year? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I've seen our mate Kane. Kane corn has been. I going... say best twenty two. Um... Well, Kane corn says he says he's not. So it tends me to, be to believe that he is. Um, he he's been training as a pure forward. I, yeah, I, I just don't know what sort of role he'll play as a forward. He's he's probably doesn't have that nippiness that would worry a small defender. But does he have the craftiness? He's, he's smart. Mm. He's smart. So. I think you've got to play him as a high half forward that go and try to lose his opponent and, and do some of that stuff. But if he plays a, as a pure forward, then yeah, he probably is in their top twenty-two. I mean, he, he's got the speaks club. for him. So his his record is outstanding. Three-time um, best and fairest: eleven, twelve, fourteen. Premiership player in 17, 19, 20. Premiership captain in all those years, I believe. It's a fair regime. Um, oh, so he's club captain from yeah. So he's, he was club captain for ten years. So. I, yeah, I, this I is. You think this you know, you're last? not saying goodbye to him. He's saying when, when he wants to leave, yeah. he can leave, which basically. will be possibly at the end of this year. Maybe Todd Goldstein, 295 premiership games, 19 preseason included in that, so that's why he gets over the line. Yeah. Best and Ferris 2015, all Australian, same year. Um, is he? He's going around again this year, I believe. Yeah. And look, he's had some being at North the last five years. It's been hard
0: yards, and I don't know how you how you'd cope with going through. That type of environment, any footballer, where you you know thinking going into a season, you, everyone says we can improve greatly, but deep in your heart you think this is going to be tough.
1: Yeah, I mean they, they'll have great expectation at North Melbourne with the changes they've made and some you know players that have come in and coaching staff that have come in. Hasn't been the off season I don't imagine that they would have hoped for, but you know potentially they'll make a stand as a footy club as we've spoken about with some of that um, Tarrant Thomas stuff that that happened uh, a few weeks back and. Oh, look, what can what can kangaroos do? I don't think a lot this year, but... Win eight games is, a, is maybe, a good result? Maybe. I mean, it was a terrific result, I would have thought mm. of, coming off a wooden spoon. Josh Kennedy, um, as we mentioned, two-time Coleman medalist, premiership player in 2018, three-time All-Australian. I would have thought he was All-Australian more times than three times, but, you know, it's a difficult key position, key forward rankings. He's won two Coleman medals, so it means only you know one time outside the Coleman medals he was All-Australian. I thought he was maybe ranked better than that. He plays for West Coast. Need more. Um, Glenn Jakovich is on the uh, on the, because he was. He was seven time leading goal kicker. Yeah. Eleven, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, twenty. I suppose you're up against.
0: Yeah, I mean, key forwards. There've been some some beauty, so maybe that. But you know, he yeah, a bit skinny on the on the All-Australian front.
1: Paddy Ryder retires, leaving Rowan Marshall, who I think is going to have a massive year for St Kilda. He's going to be their most important player, Rowan Marshall. So Paddy reti- retires. He played 281 premiership games, 26 pre-season games. So he just gets over the line with 307. Um, best and fairest in 2017. All-Australian in 2017, same year. He was all, always a great player. And um, used, to, used to find it really hard to match up on him as a forward. And the last player, still side-bottom, still playing. He's been... Ever aging, he, he just he just never. I don't know. He looks like the same player every year in year out. same yeah. as Pendlebury.
0: No, you're right. And I suppose if there's if there's one you know, apart from he's he's been a, a wonderful player for a long time, but Mark Hutchings must sit back at times and just you know just put the chest out a bit further when he, he sees if Steele has a good game and, and see what he's done in his career and go, bang. Well, Biggest of occasions he did I the think job. He
1: kept him to 12 touches in the, that 2018 Premiership. Um, in that year, he was best and fairest, high mm. bottom and All-Australian. So he was one of the best players in the competition and the best player at his footy club, basically. Um, he was a Premiership player in 2010, though, I remember? So that was a some long time ago. Now. Yeah, and he would have been a young player then. Um, but he's going very well. 289 Premiership games. He'll get to 300 in the next 10 games. Um, before we finish up, Skeet, we've got to have a quick look at the Super Bowl. Can't
0: wait. I yeah. actually am really excited about this because you've got an amazing offensive team in Kansas City, albeit with Patrick Mahomes, who's been injured, but a fortnight off. This is the beauty, which I subscribe to in AFL as having the week off because of be a concussion in a prelim final. But anyway, we're talking Super Bowl. It's going to be the offense. I suspect, of what the Chiefs bring to the table. And we know that the the Eagles are so good. Philadelphia is so good defensively.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, there's been a lot of experts tipping a high-scoring game. I kind of agree. I I think Kansas City's... um game style lends itself to it. They end up in shootouts all the time. So they get up can, points and they yeah. also score points. Yeah. Well yeah, like it's almost like giving it up well we're gonna be at, have a chance more to more score. Than you. Yeah.
0: But you know what reminds me of Geelong in the yeah. early nineties.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Even even um like two thousand seven year like when that when they won that flag against mm. Port, they were just this attacking beast. So that's what the Chiefs are in AFL terms. And the Eagles are like the Sydney Swans, I think. They got a really good de- defense. They've got a wide receiver called AJ Brown who they, they got over from the Titans, I believe um Jalen Hurts is this um active running quarterback and he, he, came. he he's he's good. Yeah. But he,
0: he came through and say so he, he was not their first Sort of choice selection as a quarterback, wasn't it? Game, no. Is it Foles going back in time? Yeah,
1: like they had they had Foles and uh, who was the guy that got offset? Wentz, Carson Wentz yes. was there. So but but Jalen Hurts was pretty well regarded coming out of uh, I think he came out of Alabama and, and entered the league. And he's just this year he's just been outstanding. Missed some games during the middle of the year, um, with some concussion, I believe, but he is fit and healthy. So it'll be Mahomes V Hurts. Some Aussies are playing. There always seems to be some Aussies. Aaron Sipos. That's is he gonna right. Go? So he's been injured. Um, I don't know if they're bringing him in or not. He's been fighting an injury to come back. The, the word is he will be playing. So he's a punter. Uh, was on St. Kilda's yes. uh, list, or at least was training with him. And then Jordan Maialata. My, uh, Maialata. Big um, unit. Yeah, big guy. Offensive linesman, I think. That that could be... I'm gonna have anyway,
0: a, got a rugby league background and... Correct. It's been, it's a ripping story. I mean, any Australian that can be
1: part of it, you know, Mitch Wischnowski was part of that as WA boy uh, a couple of seasons ago. He is an offensive linesman, so uh, he's an offensive tackle. So they protect the quarterback. So a lot of people think, um, uh, you know, the quarterbacks are the highest paid in the league. Second to that is the offensive tackles because they're going to protect them, right? So you need people to protect the money. Um, the 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 blind side, if you remember that movie, he mm-hmm. was an offensive linesman. So they. They have this protective nature. Their, their job is to stop the other players getting to the quarterback.
0: So, so the biggest job for the Chiefs, <clears throat> obviously, in the, in the last playoff game and in the Super Bowl, is protecting Mahomes, who hasn't been fit, and that—that as that you say, so critical to the Chiefs' chances because uh, he's still uh, quarterback against quarterback. He's he's got a, he's got a couple of links on on Hertz, don't you think?
1: I don't know where I sit I on back chat. I, I he he to this point in his career, he's he's ticking over at the moment with what he's been able to do he he has the chance to be the greatest of all time he's got to play for another 20 years and he's, got to, he's got to win seven <laughs> yeah. in total, has not he yeah, yeah correct but he's yeah he's won one i think he has an opportunity to do it again here he's lost another um i think the chiefs win they're underdogs they're not favorites i think the chiefs win who do you think
0: by tipping the eagles i think they've been the best team all season so uh I thought you might have... Um, a bit like when Eddie McGuire was hosting the Super Bowl all those years ago when Green Bay were playing it. And, of course, he uh, tipped the Packers because Kerry was running the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the Eagles bandwagon. Oh, I think the Eagles can get across the line yeah. and uh, their defence will be too good for uh the chiefs the other one that's interesting dan which i i saw it on uh i might have been on one of the the betting ad- <laughs> wimps is the uh the price for for instance the pregame entertainment will rihanna what will she sing uh who's going to do it? the ads of course but
1: also the entertainment and it's the there's markets for everything what color the gatorade is exactly it gets thrown on the coach yeah what do you reckon that will be let's throw one out there there was options were yellow orange red blue or clear yeah well, and think- clear was playing like Omnio clear just in case they get the wrong one and it's and it's water Anyway, you can bet on anything. I'll, I'll be watching it. You'll be watching it. I will. So After, we've, got to, we've got to have a discussion about what we do this weekend because we good. usually we record on a Monday morning. The
0: problem is that your social life is going to precede anything work-wise because you've got but, all the, you've got know, Sunday at the UFC. So are you going today to work forward?
1: today in those shorts or not?
0: No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> going to lunch. Then uh, <laughs> you've got, you got the chili peppers on Sunday night. Oh, I'm working at the UFC. You are in a Private box, and I'm going to Sting the night before at Kings Park. I might go straight for it. It starts at 7 a.m. or something stupid. Six, six. You I'll see you there. I'm not getting there
1: Crack there. a crack bourbon, no, a sh- crack a shelter. Um, 6 a.m. Get it going. So we have got UFC, you got Sting, you've got Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's you. And some- Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and we're gonna fit. The- and the test match is going to be on during the day. I'll just hopefully just be gassing on. We're gonna fit this shelter <laughs> footy cast in somewhere. We're gonna bring it to you at the start of next week. We'll see you then. Social's Shelter Footycast. Follow us over there. It's the summer of sour, thanks to Shelter. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. You can find it all on our website. YouTube, you know where to watch us. Podcast, you know where to listen to us. Have fun at Sting Skeeter.
0: Enjoy Logan Paul, whoever he is. He's in town. He's a TikToker. Giddy up. <laughs> Planning for your next trip?